0: All right, welcome to More to Come, uh, PW Comics World's uh, bi weekly uh, podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. Uh, This week we're going to talk to Tim Leong. Um, uh, How do I describe you? A kind of a comics guy for all occasions <laughs> uh at least certainly that's how i know you yeah. um uh co-founder along with uh, laura husband of the comic foundry many years ago uh not only one of the great comics magazines but just a great magazine altogether. and not uh, from the layout the articles Uh, and the ability to combine information and entertainment uh, (laughs) together. Um, And also the author of Super Graphic uh, from Chronicle Books and absolutely uh, um, clever um, piece of uh, comics nerdetry, uh that combines design, uh, big data, and visualization all in one. Uh, so, it, um, once again, entertainment and information um, uh, all together. You've, you've turned seeing into reading. So, uh, thanks uh, so much for being on More to Come. Thank you. And, um, you know, as we were talking a little earlier, maybe you can just give a little background on, on you, yourself, and, and, and comics.
1: Sure. Uh, well, I've been a lifelong comics reader ever since I was a kid. Um, uh, lo- always loved comics, uh, which is why I wanted to start Comic Foundry. have mm-hmm. always been a magazine guy as well, and uh, just wanted to blend those two passions. Um, and uh, I worked at Proofs, Let Men's Health and Complex Magazine and mm-hmm. Wired, and now I'm at uh, uh, Fortune Magazine. Um, but uh, with Supergraphic, it was also about combining Passions, uh-huh. and yes. when, I, when I was at, I had worked with infographics a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I was at Wired, it, it takes it's a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's mm-hmm. much more intense focus. Um, and I really, once I started to work with them a lot more, I saw the potential that they they had, and other applications um, for just, other than just magazine pieces. Um, and so I wanted to combine again my two passions, mm-hmm. um, uh, infographics and comics, and put them together and to see what I could make. Um, and a lot of that was was out of the fact that. I closed comic foundry uh, in two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. and ever since then i 've had like a a comic sized yeah.
0: hole <laughs> yeah. as, you know it, in Could, my can, life. can you give us a little background for for people who may not be aware of comic foundry since sure it uh, shut down in two thousand and nine but it really this was in many ways this was a landmark on the comics scene <laughs> i mean really i mean there have been a number of comics magazines we know the fanzines i mean in fact I mean I think you you really came up i mean, I knew you a little bit before. But your video lament <laughs> about Wizard Magazine, I think, was is something that really brought me into your orbit. It was certainly the most heartfelt and hilarious um, <laughs> diatribe uh, by a fan yeah. I'd heard in a long time. But well, it was also a, a time when it.
1: video really wasn't as popular yeah, yeah, as it was now. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, I love comics, uh, and I love, like I said, comics and magazines. And I didn't... I, Wizard Magazine is, you know, they've been around, they've done... Uh, they've broken a lot of barriers for, for comic journals. I mean, they have a long history. Um, it just wasn't the magazine for me. Um, and it, I, don't, I didn't think it was the magazine magazine for a lot of people. And I, At the time, I, you know, and still, I, I'm a reader. I love su- I love superheroes. I love capes. Mm-hmm. I also love indie stuff. Yes. I love manga. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I read comics for, for stories and not always, you know, for um, busty superheroes. Yes. <laughs> um, and I was dying just for more diversity. And I felt like a lot of people were as well. Uh, so I wanted to make a comic book magazine that I wanted to read. Um, and something that, that wasn't quite Wizard, wasn't quite Comics Journal. Mm-hmm. Both fine publications sure. on their own, but there, there wasn't a lot of overlap. Yeah. You know, that Venn diagram, there, was, there were two totally Yes, yeah, yeah, so two dis, distinct yeah. universes, um, never
0: the twain shall meet. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but also, how comics affect your life um, and just how you can bring comics in,
0: um, like fun, cool. Absolutely, I mean, you, you know, everything from. I mean, Comic Foundry. What was great about it is, you know, everything from 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 clothing. Uh, uh, to great interviews with authors. I mean, you really covered the whole gamut, uh, and and humor. You weren't afraid actually to have a have a laugh at the expense of uh, absolutely and ourselves. You know, really focus yeah.
1: on uh, the creators and not the characters. so much. Mm, yes. I don't mm. I don't really care who's going to win a fight between you know character <laughs> X and character Y, but you know I, I'm very interested to see what those creators think about you know uh, other topics. Mm. But um, so I, I think a lot of that. Um, is, is very prevalent now and in, in a mm-hmm. lot of mm-hmm. uh, online comics journalism. Um, but at
0: the time, it really Absolutely wasn't something not. that wasn't yeah. around. Yeah. And of course, your own skills as a designer. I mean, it was a great looking magazine uh, as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, it, that's you. a perfect segue uh, to Super Graphic, which, of course, is like a stunning visual book. Um, um, and, I mean, a, a couple of questions just off the bat. Um uh, i mean while it it, it is it, it seems to focus on superheroes, it's really a broad it really looks at the whole world of comics from Indies. and uh, there are not quite as many, but Absolutely. still well, you know even manga, you do some great charts there, about there, manga. In there. I wanted it to be more diverse.
1: Um I would have loved to go had a lot more indie content in there. Uh, the, the tricky part is that it's just a lot harder to research, and maybe that's mm-hmm. just a fault of mine that I mm-hmm. didn't do as, uh, as much research as I could have in, in, in the indie world. But comic, you know, superheroes have a much longer history, yes, yeah. um, and there's a lot more. <laughs> there's more the, data, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that's, that's exactly it. There's more data, and they're better at like keeping that data and coming up with, yeah, pot, yeah. you know. Adrian Tomine's characters don't have power ratings. Yes. Or, you know, um, <laughs>
0: yes. That, that yeah. sort of thing. They may have right. irony ratings, <laughs> <laughs> but but that's another story. Um, but And that's the other thing I'm curious about. In, I mean, I actually, in my other capacity uh, for Publishers Weekly, for writing about uh, the digital publishing market, I've actually been uh, written a number of stories about big data. I'm just curious about where is your research? Is all of this real research? Um,
1: everything that's presented as... Factual stuff is all. You mm. know, I mean, I'm not making stuff up. There are some that are they're, they're clearly marked as um, subjective, yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- these are my opinions, and obviously those mm. are don't yeah. have bases in, in data. It's, it's more on me. Yeah. Um, uh, but everything else was fully researched. Yeah. Um, but surprise, you know, for as long as the history that comics have, they, they don't actually do a great job of keeping history yeah. as really good data. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it was actually pretty hard to research. Um, I would come up with, you know, the, the way I would come up with a chart is either, one, I just come, had the idea yeah. for something and then see if I could find the find data and then if that data actually proves my hypothesis true. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it was, uh, and then actually some of it was just finding data sets and mm-hmm. looking for maps and looking for... Yeah. datasets. I'm
0: curious about in some of the more really vivid, for instance, I'm trying to think, um, there was some great, like why guys relate to Spider-Man, or uh, um, uh, there was another one, um, uh, the, oh, the Flash and the Superman movie, I mean, uh, are, are those proportions <laughs> those, those are accurate? All, yeah. Well, those or, are all, or, or, all or those, close? those
1: ones you just mentioned are all subjective ones. Okay, that's fine. And so They're those cool are,
0: images, so that's all that matters. Well, no, <laughs>
1: You know, that's <laughs> the difference between doing a book and doing, like, a poster series sure. or, like, a gallery online. Yeah. Is that I kind of had to make them and then kind of lay them out on my floor and see what the pacing is like. Uh, so you don't have a lot of really dense things back to back to back to back. Sure, I And see. all yeah, those that's a good things point. you mm-hmm. mentioned are very, um, the more I would call them visualizations. Yes. And they're much gra- more graphic and more kind of character visualizations. Yes, yeah, yeah I mean, that they that evoke
0: the character almost visually <clears throat> which completely. a lot to how
1: great these costumes are and how iconic they are, that Mm -hmm. you can really simplify them into,
0: you know, into a graphical visualization. But you know what the character is. Yeah, yeah, Um, Yeah. and (laughs) it still shows up. No, that's, but let's, you know, that's well, it's, it's it's a, as I I think I said leading in it, you've really turned reading into seeing here in this book Mm -hmm. and which makes it kind of like an endless book. I mean, you (laughs) got, it's a book that you sort of can't finish. Uh, because well, you, you can know, kind I mean, of dive into one thing in another way and sort of come up on another page. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of. <laughs> I didn't want to put it
1: in order or make chapters yeah. or you know, like put all the different things together. It really kind of meant to almost as a coffee table book that you can just pick, flip to any page. Yeah,
0: well, let's. I want to jump into some of the comp- uh, some of the pages and some of the charts and. And just sort of let you explain it a little bit. Sure. One of the things that pops up to me, uh, I mean, uh, the little known fact, I used to write about contemporary <laughs> art for Art in America, but very often some of the pages really seem like abstract paintings. <laughs> uh, and, uh, for instance, the power. Well, that's fine. I think it's good for the most part. But well, for actually, even the character lineup—it uh, uh-huh. looks like Gene Davis' stripe paintings. Or um, now where is the page I have the power? Hold on, I've got I've written a, The Power Publishers, I mean, it, it easily looks like power abstract painting.
1: Yeah, and that's what this is yeah, called. Yeah, on page 28. Map. That one is called a uh, a tree map.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this, this is right out of the, the Museum of Modern Art. That said, what it really is about is uh, using these, like, amazing flat colors is... The uh, what is it? The proportion of comics that what is it act that actually um, I've forgotten I've forgotten the basis of the facts that are sold in comic stores. Uh, right. And th- these are these are the diamond numbers. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Which of course in the direct market, even while we know that they sell superhero comics, what they're really interested in selling are comics by Marvel and DC.
1: Essentially. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, yeah. It, it really shows like it's not even like a big three. It's really a big two. Big two. two yes. Um, <laughs>
1: And, and then as and so the rest of, of the indie that.
0: market sort of descends into like smaller and smaller right. squares of color as, as we move across the page. Um, uh, well, another great page was MapQuest. I thought this was absolutely great. I mean, in some ways this isn't one of the more inventive things, but, it, but the clever, just the cleverness of tracking down the territory where all of these events and characters live. Ah, yeah. Um, where these fictional events take place. <laughs> it's a, an absolute delight. You, you know, you've got, um, well, we all know where Central City and, I don't know, did you include, no, where, where Gotham City and Metropolis and Hub City all exist. <laughs> we know that, yeah, of course, well, that's New York. Well, you know, there,
1: there's, there's been a lot of debate. Uh, and, and even within the annals of DC Comics, you know, there, it, goes, it, it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's like, D, it's New Jersey,
0: which
1: is not even not even New York. It's New
0: Jersey. I'm not buying a yeah. New Jersey. I give me a break. I mean, the debate now is that Metropolis is in Kansas. I mean, indeed, it is in Kansas. I mean, I think even uh, I mean I think even the comic book occasionally is sort of hinting that you know well it, he left Smallville and moved a few miles away to right. to Metropolis. But I'm, I'm not having it. Shut
1: up. <laughs> Well, that's the tricky thing about was doing about doing this book is that, you know, there's a lot of, as happens for, for stories that span 70 years, things change over time, and it was really difficult to pick, like, a very definitive answer for things. I mean, there's no, no matter what decision I made, someone was going to get angry at
0: it, <laughs> so you kind of just had to go with it. And of course, <clears throat> we both work in a medium that the people love to get angry on a daily basis so so yes that's what this book is is, right
1: is like really embracing that yes um, yes. passion for
0: just the smallest detail absolutely nothing like fighting about (laughs) things that don't really exist Um, (laughs) that's why we're all family (laughs) absolutely Um, fictional fortunes Uh, I think Uh. it's page 36 now this is where you compare the huge fortunes of Characters like Richie Rich, <laughs> Bruce McDuck, um, Lex Luthor. I mean, yeah. the richest characters in the comic book universe. Yeah. Uh, well, they How proff- did you research well, their wealth? F- Forbes
1: actually has done a really good job at um, making their estimations year to year based on changes in the market and the yeah. landscape and, you know, oils are up yeah. and, you know, tech is down. and uh, But, it, yeah, and then it's kind of, you can see...
0: How it all actually plays out. Now, who reads DC Comics? I believe that's on page seventy-two. This is interesting in light of the recent sort of like <coughs> agitation conversation online about Paul Pope's comment. I don't know if you were uh, familiar with that. In in uh, in an interview, I forget on what digital what comics website he said that you know, uh, you know they wouldn't let him do Commandi uh, hmm. at DC Comics because you know hey we make or kids comics because hey we make comics. <coughs> For forty-five-year-old hmm. guys, so what, well, what do your numbers show?
1: I mean, <clears throat> well, this is this is based when when in twenty eleven when DC Comics launched New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. um, they they hired uh, I think it was Nielsen to do uh, do a study uh, about d- to do the study. Yeah, um, who
0: reads and, DC Comics?
1: Right, uh, and so this is uh, charting their, their numbers, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's pretty pretty close to what you would probably guess. Yeah, ninety-three percent men. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, there you go. Mo- most readers are, you know, twenty-five to thirty,
0: a um,
1: uh, little bit younger, yeah,
0: or little a, bit, bit a little bit older, a little bit younger, perhaps than Paul thinks. <clears throat> um, um, but the, the, the universe that they uh, catalog here is not that different, really, from what we what we think. Yeah. Although it's interesting, I mean, uh, we hear a lot uh, in the business about the the comics readership really aging out. Mm-hmm. That that we're not seeing a lot of new readers. Um, I'm not sure if that's really true. Uh, we do seem to be a moment now, uh, particularly where even the retailers are saying that new, new people are coming mm-hmm. into their in, into the stores. But uh, y- your chart uh, actually is very timely. <laughs> As this well, also, cyclical dis- I mean, discussion, it's, it's continues. two years
1: old now, but I'm sure a lot, you know, a lot of changes in just two years. But you know, even then, 50% uh, digital readers also read print comics. Yes. Which uh, I think is good. And I bet that number has actually gone up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's been one of the great, uh, really, eye-openers of the last, like, two years or since the DC, the new 52. Because, I mean, we've gone from comics retailers being absolutely terrified of digital to actually now pretty much embracing it and actually believing that, it, that they're acting as samplers and sending people in the stores. Yeah. We're in a time where everybody seems to be selling and making money and... And the future isn't frightening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, future meaning digital. <laughs> so this is great. And yeah, and it seems to be sending people into the stores. Oh, let's see. what what next? Mutant um, um, man Mutant Manhattan. Mutant Manhattan. Uh, uh, this is always for for me, uh, growing up as a kid, uh, re- reading Marvel Comics, what, uh, besides the great storytelling of, of Jack Kirby and Stanley and Steve Ditko, what blew me away was that it took place in New York. Right. <laughs> it, wasn't, it didn't have the fictional fig leaf of uh, some name, some central city or Gotham right. City. Uh, and I was just fascinated that they could use a real place for yeah. these crazy stories. And then you've gone out of your way to find where <laughs> to locate, to give us a map. Uh, and I love it because uh, I was always fascinated with the Baxter building and of course you have it here uh, in your map of Manhattan where else would a, a superhero like the Fantastic Four live but Midtown <laughs> yeah. Manhattan yeah. <laughs> so you've got um, you've got everything from the Avengers Towers to uh, Empire State University or where Peter where Peter Parker goes uh, sure so uh, once again how did you locate these things <clears throat> just various um, comic stories or various comic stories um uh
1: there, there are a couple maps that have already. Th- this is slightly old territory. Some, mm-hmm. A couple people have are, have done some of these things, and I, I tried to add at least a couple more to it. Um, there was a great book that came out um, a couple years ago that was like a tour, like a comics tour guide to Manhattan mm-hmm. that mentioned some of these as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but try to add at least a couple more extra data points and some new, some yeah. layer of the information a little bit more. But uh, yeah, it, it's I, I also I love that it's takes place in. Manhattan, you kind of see some of these things like, um, uh, like the, for instance, like the Avengers Mansion, the old one, at least, was oh. right on, based on the Frick building. Um, oh, was it?
0: Based on the Frick, which is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Um, now, did I ask you about the Flash and the Superman movies? But uh, I think we talked
1: about uh, them in the abstract of the uh, big graphic character visualization. Yes, yes,
0: because I wanted, I, I wanted to make sure I got that on tape, the, 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 because I love the, the way those... Those two characters, uh, those two uh, um, charts, <laughs> um, just visually recreate the characters that they're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, and th- th- those are charts where I really wanted to. I kind of reverse engineered them from the graphics. I really wanted to do some big character visualiz- visualizations um, and then kind of reverse engineer some data based on those. Um,
0: but. Uh, really, I think they're on page 60? Page 60, I believe you. Yes. There we go. <clears throat> um, so these, these, are, these are charts of uh, ranking um, w- whether um, uh, who likes whether fans like the various alter egos of the Flash. From sure. Barry Allen, Wally West, Jake, Ge- Jack, uh, Jake Garrick, and Barrett Allen, and the superhero, uh, the Superman movies. <coughs> uh, and you've come up with a proportional relationship of the colors that actually maps out the characters themselves, yeah. and the flash
1: one, to be fair, is is how I my, the flashes that I like, yeah, um, and Bart Allen is not shown because um, I was never a bart fan um, and I don't know if you noticed, on the on the back, Mark Wade was um, uh, kind enough to to blurb the book um, um, he says, um, "I can leaf through this book for hours it's fun, it's smart, whatever." even though the author is horribly tragically staggeringly wrong in his analysis of which flash
0: is best (laughs) (laughs) there you go well what kind of offense that's right Uh, well, look, it's, it's, a, it's a fabulous book. Uh, you know, hours of page-turning pleasure. <laughs> uh, very cool graphics and really uh, kind of uh, head-spinning um, uh, in combination with, with, with real research. So really congratulations on the book. I hope you sell uh, millions of copies. Uh, <laughs> but I, I also want to segue just a little bit to, to find out a little bit more about maybe what you're doing in comics now or <coughs> sure. uh, whatever you can tell us. Sure. Well, um, uh, as,
1: as you mentioned, I was now I was the, again working with Laura Hudson. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. we worked on Comic Foundry together, and after that folded, she moved to Portland and worked on uh, Comics Alliance, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great site, and now, it, now it's back. Um, and so we got her hired on at Wired. Uh, and while we were there together, we decided
0: so uh, like the Sister Comics Foundry Alliance, uh, yes, Cabal uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Wired, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: that we should do, do try to do another issue of Comic Foundry. Uh, so that's Ambulous. something we're currently exploring. Um, if you know, it, it wouldn't be in print. Um, it would be a digital. Because company. you're highly intelligent,
0: <laughs> and you got major skills in that area. So uh, well, obviously, you know,
1: the, you know, just even the couple of years and the four years since we folded Comic Foundry, I mean, so many. It's so much easier to yeah. to publish, um, and it's so much. There's so many more opportunities, not only on how to publish, like or where to publish, but how. You know, when you're not tied to a page count, or even a physical page—like how many words can fit on a page—you can do anything. Um, and there's a lot of great websites that do fantastic content, but there's—I'm kind of still missing some of that magazine quality of, of mm-hmm. some things and the diverse range of storytelling. Um, I don't want to do a post, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. There's—and that's mm-hmm. not to belittle a post. Sure. It's like I just—I want to try to do something a little bit different than what's out there right now and. We're still trying to figure out what that actually means. It all sounds great and abstract.
0: Well, well, we're also we're seeing a lot of really interesting digital publications. I don't know if you're familiar with that the, mm-hmm. the uh, iPad journal uh, for illustrated journalism. Uh-huh. So, um, I mean, really, once again, we're, we're at a time now when there's so many options uh, and that are so. I don't want to say easy to do, but I mean it's so much easier to do than a print publication and so much easier to distribute. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, really on a global basis. So uh, you really can reach an audience in ways you never could before.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so hopefully, you know, high quality writing and high quality design m- merging
0: together. For one. Fabulous... I don't know whether the comics world deserves it, man. <laughs> but of yes, course they do. of course we do. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Well, look, that, that's awesome. Um, thank you so much for uh, joining me on more to come. Thank uh, you. And uh, we'll be looking for uh, more things on comics from uh, Tim Leong. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks a lot. Thank you.